Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, July 1st. Huh? Huh? How many days are in June? 30? January, February, March, April, May, yeah, 30. Today is July 1st, 2021. <laughs> uh, and we've got more draft profiles coming for you guys today. We've got A2 Seltonen from Dauber Prospects on. He is the director of European scouting over there. So the guy knows his stuff. We're talking about Alexi Haimo Salmi and Vili Koivinen, a couple of Finnish prospects uh, from the territory where A2 grew up playing hockey, grew up watching hockey. So he brings a lot of knowledge on both of those guys. We should tell you at the top of the show, go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. As of this recording, Nolan is still currently hacked. Oh, Nolan banned. Bianchi. <laughs> yeah, go follow Nolan Bianchi on Twitter. Um, it's a private Bianchi. account. You won't get accepted. You'll probably get blocked. Yeah. Uh, so go do that. I'm Nolan Bianchi. We got Scotty Bentley. Scotty, how's it going, man? It's going, man. It's going. Your, uh, your new bio is pretty crazy, dude. I didn't know that about you. <laughs> What did, what, did, what did it get changed to? Because the last time I heard about it, it, was, it got changed to rent car. And it no, was no, like, it's, it's pretty, hold on. Let me find, let me find a burner that isn't blocked by it. Hold on. Um, yeah, I'm like blocked, blocked down there. Oh, no, they blocked me from the other one that I was contacting them on. Oh, that oh sucks. wait, here we go. <laughs> wait, this one, this one has no profile picture. It says, Oh, wait, we're back. Sports Detroit News, host of Locked On Red Wings. This is a massive development. Wait, yeah, this is a massive development. Holy crap. Can you log in? I don't think so. you try live right now and try and log in and see what happens? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what my password is. Like, they changed my password. I don't know how I would just be able to get back in there. You're st- you still blocked me, bro. I'm pretty offended. I'm still blocked. blocked. I'm still blocked, blocked on Lockdown Red Wings. Blocked your own co-hosts. Uh, from Sports black. Media U. Wow, but your, your old bio is back. My is old bio is back. That, that is a huge step. Holy smokes. That Stuff put a smile is happening, people. Stuff that put a smile happening. on my face. I'm not going to lie. Make me um, happy. Make me and smile. the profile picture is gone. So looks like they're losing some sort of control. There's no header anymore. Um. I'm not going to lie. I was really, really, really scared. Like I thought I was hacked by anonymous and Dude, because it was, it was, it was so weird horrifying. with the way. Yeah. Right. Like usually when people get hacked, it's like, huh, they tweet out porn or like, you know, penis pills. When people, or yeah. Or like and, they, they had Chris Paul and then like talks back about LeBron James. So like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no. My guy was like live streaming. Like yours was literally looked like it was out of a movie or yeah, like, for like real. the X files. Yes. And I was like, I wanted to like, I was so mad and I just wanted to keep taunting him. But then I was like, no, he already got into your Twitter. Imagine what else he could do. Um, so I've just had to like sit by and sit on my hands and not like unleash all the things that I feel in my heart. Uh, the the craziest the one by far was the, uh, was the video he posted of him 
it's a video of his computer monitor and then like cigar smoke just blows it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hacking montage. That that was the, the the house of highlights, uh, Dr. Newton reel. Um, that's like it a was, power it, move, to be honest. He's it like, was, Yo, what's it up? was, He's and like, it was what's pissing up, me man? off so bad because I was so <laughs> helpless. And I'm like, this guy is advanced. Like, he knows what's up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, all right. Well, hopefully, when we talk to you guys tomorrow, I'm fully back. Uh, I guess we shall see about that. Let us get to the Etu Seltonen interview. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So we'll see you back here at the end. All right, we are here with A2 Seltonen. Uh, we are talking some finished prospects for the 2021 NHL draft. Uh, we already covered, we did the Samu episode, uh, and now we got to move on. Uh, today we're looking at Alexi Haimoselmi. We're looking at Vili Koivinen, two guys who uh, aren't necessarily projected to go first round by any means, but could be present some pretty good value there in the second round, maybe the third round, when you have as many, uh, uh, you know, top 90 top 100 draft picks as the red rings do we got to look at them all we got to consider all of the options and uh let's start with Haimo Salmi the defenseman uh from Asat is that how you say that I figure while we uh, have not really actually Asset but Asset Asset yeah but I Ashet. understood so it's, it's good well, there Asset is that good um, yep well, yeah. I feel like that was not good. Thank you for <laughs> making me feel good, though. Uh, all right, so Heimel Salmi, number 63 on Dauber Prospects Board, number 55 on Elite Prospects Board, and number 32 on A2's board. And I saw, actually, because I was, like, on your on your Twitter page uh, looking at this, and Tony Ferrari, who's a guest uh, at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast from time to time himself, uh, was like, I love the love for Heimel Salmi. So this is kind of a guy that, to me, says this is a guy that maybe has flown under the radar, but the scouts really like because they, they like watching uh, his game. Uh, at U18s, in eight games played, or seven games played, he has eight points, two goals, six assists. Uh, in the U20 this year, he's got four goals, 17 assists, and 35 games played. Uh, the right-hand shot defenseman, before we get into Haimo Salmi specifically, what is the value of a right shot defenseman in today's draft setting? Like if you have two defensemen that are uh, equal across everything, but one of them shoots right and one of them shoots left, does a right shot defenseman make your ears perk up just a little bit more? Um, yeah, uh, personally, I would say that. But obviously some teams don't have that like if they have a lot of right-handed players, so it's about your your player pool. Really, like Rangers had have a, a lot of like right-handers shots, so, mm. so I don't I don't think that matters that much. But if if you start from a team from scratch and there's lefty and righty, maybe righty, I would mm. say that. I just feel like they're harder to find uh, yeah. in today's world, which is crazy because, and I don't know if I've ever brought this up on the podcast before, but when I was a kid, I've always been a lefty. And when I was a kid, you could not find left-handed hockey sticks. And uh, it was like just, the selection was just as limited as a left-handed golf game, which is like bananas limited. And uh, nowadays, like, I'm pretty sure the Red Wings like organizationally had like three right-handed shots in it at one point during like the 1920 season. So uh, just kind of a, an interesting flip in that regard, but 
We're not here to talk about uh, my shooting preferences. We are here to talk about some draft prospects. Heimo Salmi, uh, a really interesting prospect uh, and had a pretty good draft season playing in the men's league, then goes and has a very solid U18 tournament. What is the overview on Heimo Salmi? And can you go into why you might be high on him uh, than most people and why a couple of other prospect writers are, are high on him as well? Um, for me, he's probably my favorite uh, Finnish prospect of the draft I always enjoyed watching him and he was pretty like no one before that for me before this season I didn't really know who he was and then I just watched games and he was better and better and I think it it was a really good thing for him like he improved the whole season like I I just felt like he improved in every game and he became more versatile and he's He's uh, I I just loved him. Versatile, offensive-minded, two-way defender, and uh, who improved through the season. And uh, just uh, <laughs> there's so much I could talk about him. Like he's a really good skater, has great box skills, and uh, the shot is probably the biggest area to improve. But he. Especially when he has the puck, he's really, really good. Now, is he somebody who kind of has uh, really climbed up the board over the last year? I guess where has what's his been uh, or his trajectory kind of been like? Yeah, that I in my first rankings, what uh, like pre- preliminary rankings in September, he was seventh rounder for me, mm. and now he's uh, he's. Why is not the first rounder for me that at this point, but his second rounder definitely. So yeah, he's one of those guys who have like come from <laughs> from the bottom. Yeah. Uh, what was it that changed that? Was it just his opportunity? Was it his production? Was it um, him adding a, a massive tool to his game, or, or I guess what kind of spurred that? I'm sure it was a combination of a lot of things, but what was the biggest thing that you noticed? I think it's the production and development he's made during the season. It's been really good to see. And like he he scored like I think twelve points in ten games after the turn of the year. So he didn't even generate that many points during like autumn, but like then then in spring springtime he was a lot better. So he's uh during the, the U eighteen tournament, um do you, did anything change during that tournament for you? Uh, like where you fell on him, where other people fell on him? Did, did that uh, did that change during his his performance in the U18 specifically? Um, not really, to be honest, because I was already really high on him, and it was sure. the other people who were not. <laughs> and uh, so it's kind of like a victory was, lab for you, right, I, right? Yeah, I I gotta say, I I really enjoyed that. Like everybody was a bit hesitant and they were like, uh, isn't that pretty high? And <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is, but he's going to be good. And he was, so I was really, <laughs> I enjoyed that. You're like, but, yeah, I'm the uh, director of European scouting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I mean, as I said, it, it really, really didn't change anything because I, I, thought that he would play well and he did if he didn't play well i would have dropped him a bit 
But mm. like that was a really good he translated to a smaller ring very well. And the higher level obviously because yeah, I would say that the U eighteen worlds are still better than U twenty league in Finland. So how important, is, or I guess just like how much of a difference can that make for a young defenseman who plays his style of game? It's an offense first type of uh, type of game that he plays. How much can that help or hurt? Like, are there are there cases where it hurts uh, a defenseman prospect to to play on a smaller rank, or I guess just how does that work? Um, I don't think it hurt 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 the team me at all. Like, um. He maybe there was because the ice more there had there were not no not so so much time and space so he couldn't do those beautiful pivots and skill moves that much. Instead of that, he just needed to move the puck faster. But I wouldn't say it hurt his game. It just he was able to uh, translate it, which was really great. Uh, you wrote in one of your uh, scouting reports on him, uh, Heimo Salmi isn't really an offensive defender, but can contribute uh, some offense. Is there a lower is there a lower ceiling in your mind to 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 where that offensive ceiling could be? Like, are you do you believe that he can he can become like a world class? Not maybe not world class. Like that's kind of high to to throw on somebody but just as far as like an offensive defenseman and like being a part of this like new generation like do you think um that there is is any limit to that in his game for him Mm, i don't think he will be a point generating defenseman i don't think he's going to be an offensive defenseman uh he's um he looked offensive in the u18s he scored like two (laughs) He's got two goals, and both of them were like coast to coast. So <laughs> he looked offensive, but I I wouldn't say he's offensive. He's offensive minded, and he has really good puck skills, which helps him to give really good breakout passes and stuff. But I don't see him becoming a real point generating defenseman. Um, uh, I I think his potential is somewhere around like second pairing. And I don't think he will be a power play player. If I mean he, he I, I'd say he possibly could be a power play player, but he needs to improve a lot, especially his shot. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online or a laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Here's Ernie, busting through. Adam Ernie right in, scores! Adam Ernie, it's four to three Detroit! He's got his 10th goal of the season! Is is he like, and this might be a pretty big leap in, in comparison, but is he more like a, a Philip Peronic type of player where like 
I he's offensive, but like he's probably not going to go coast to coast. Like, and then we like see a year like this year where like he doesn't really score at all. He just kind of ends up with a bunch of assists. Or, or does that kind of sound like the mold that that he would fall into? Because I do think that uh, Philip Ronick's offensive game is maybe just a little bit better than his defensive game, but. I don't know if that says as much about his offensive game as it does. You know, yeah. I, I don't know where, like, the, the line is drawn on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd i see, you know, Henry Okiharju from uh, Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. So he is a really good comparison to Hamas Valmi, like, who who could be occasionally score, scoring, like, assists and maybe even a few goals, but I think Pronik is a bit offensive based mm-hmm. compared to Hamas Almi. Like, um, yeah, like he plays Hamas Almi plays a really good offensive game. Like his offensive zone game in blue line is amazing because of his lateral movement ability, and he can keep the cycle going, and he gets shots through through the traffic to the net. So, I I like his play there, but he's not like. Kale McCarr type of guy who just takes the puck and does whatever he wants in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. So I think he will more more likely to be like a player who opens the game very well and can support offensive game, but he's not like a, really a point scorer. You guys know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. So he's uh, he's slightly undersized, I guess you'd say, as a defenseman, five eleven. Um, where do you differentiate? Um, I guess like what's the difference between someone on the defensive end that's a project and someone that just like like can't play defense? Like, where, where do you differentiate between those two? Is there tools that he has that makes you see like okay, like this is going to continue to develop and he can be super effective at the next level or, or is there something you, you look for specifically? Um, I, I like his defensive game. I mean, it's, it's even better. It was in the U18s. It was even better than I expected to be honest. And uh, I don't necessarily like his gap control. Like I think he gives a little bit too much space to forwards, but he's still like, Forces forces the opposition swingers to the board to get you know, and uh, so I like what he does there. Like it's his strength defensively, like forcing an opposition. He he doesn't let him come to center, and even though his gap control allows uh, opposition swingers to shoot shoot from the boards, like it's it's a low percentage shot anyway. Sure. And I I think that's what he does really well defensively. And obviously, the gap control is a thing that is really hard when you're a smaller player. Like, mm-hmm. when you're over power, you have a huge reach. Like, it's so easy. You can keep the distance, but you can still play with it, with your stick. So there's a, there's a smaller margin for error for a player yeah, like... Yeah. Uh, but I still like how how he does defensively, and when he gets closer to to uh, opposition player, he he defends very well with his stick. So that's that's what I like. And you need to have a really good stick defending if you don't have more than more than five eleven or something. 
Uh, all right, well, let's wrap it up for him. What is, uh, if you are a GM, like let's say it's the, the 35th pick, what's the biggest reason that you call his name and what's the, the one reason why you might pass on him maybe? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> let's think. <laughs> um, That's a great that, question by me. Yeah, it's pretty hard. But <laughs> I'll try to answer something, you know. Uh, I could... 35, yeah. Let's say I could take him at 35 because he is really good at opening the play and he has like good puck skills and he can really like help his team to attack and give that kind of stuff. And then there's always, we never know. Maybe his shot is amazing next season and he's going to play power play and score like 40 points in Liga. Probably won't. But we, you never know about these young players. But the reason I might pass on him is that will he ever translate that like a bit flashy game to an NHL level? You know, like he he loves to do those bit of pivots and skill moves and stuff before opening the play. What if he can't do it those things in the NHL? Like, can he translate? So that's a question. But I that's mostly. When you go after first round, that's that's a question on every player. All right. Well, that was a perfect answer. Thanks so much. Uh, we are here with A2 Seltonen uh, from Dauber Prospects. He is the director of European scouting over there. Uh, thanks so much for, for taking the time to join us today. We're having a lot of fun going through those prospects. Go follow uh, A2 on Twitter. What is it? Uh, I think it's just last name, first name, right? Seltonen A2? Yeah. All right, well, there you go. Uh, go give him a follow on there. Before we get into our last big profile, we're going to do uh, some sleepers. But what do you have uh, coming up in the next couple of months um, as the draft continues? Where can people find your work? And what what big pro- projects do you have coming out, uh, both personally and then maybe with Dauber as well? Um, the biggest things are coming with, uh, with Dauber, obviously. I mean, we're doing... Uh, top 100 final rankings so that's the biggest project and now that i'm head of european scouting i need to watch a lot of russians and swedes because i mostly watch Finns since the whole season and uh, so i've been working well watching a lot of hockey but i'm i'm going to do some articles also um i just today um published an article about samuel helenius and there was an interview also, so you can go check that out. And then I'm probably going to do some fun European sleepers of the draft. Well, there we go. On. Yeah. And, and you'll get and, a sneak peek to that at yeah. some point at Lockdown Runways. I'm not necessarily sure. But anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought of anything else yet. Maybe I'll do some articles. If, if everybody wants to, like, Suppose me something like propose me. Come there we go. Come say, come say in Twitter like I have nothing big now except ranking. So if if people are interested, go on. All right, there we go. Let the uh, let the let the readers guide the ship. I like people that. Philosophy. Decide, yeah. Something that we try nah. to do because I hate having my own like having to come up with ideas repetitively is exhausting. So uh, let us move into Vili Koivunen, the uh, the winger from Carpat uh, out of Liga, six foot. 
zero, 165 pounds, shoots left, uh, ranked number 91 by TSN, number 61 by Dahmer, and number 33 by Elite Prospects, pretty much as all over the board as you can get. Uh, and we, we always try and, and take a little bit of knowledge from each draft guru that comes through here at the Lockdown Runnings Podcast. And one of the things that I think makes the NHL draft maybe a bit more complex than other sports is the talent pool that it's being pulled from. Um, not only are, are these teams, are there, you know, dozens and dozens of leagues from all over the world that people are drafting from. But when you look at uh, a team that's, that's in a position like the Red Wings are in, they have 11 picks in 2019, 12 picks last year, 12 picks heading into this year, new faces constantly coming in the system. You got uh, ELCs to, to get people on. Um, is there any strategy to where you might say, okay, I'm going to take my big swings on uh, some European prospects because um, we won't have to bring them over here right away. We don't have to use a contract on them. We know they're in a good league. And for the most part, we just won't have to pay as much attention to them. And, and I guess, um, you know, maybe possibly devote less assets, but basically just let them get accustomed uh, in a, in a home style environment, while not having to to get them on your like accounting books essentially yet. Mm, yeah, I think it's beneficial to European uh, to trust European players. Like I'm I'm European, so it's completely unbiased player, opinion, but, by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, but um, in terms of development, it it could be better because you know when you're drafting a Canadian. There's a CHL and NHL agreement that he has to play in junior league, which is not really good. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're speaking about many years, but then you're drafting a Finnish guy who can go to Liga or Mestis, which is the second highest Finnish player, and he can he can like improve his game there. And then when he's going to the North America, he already has a lot of pro games under his belt. So I think. In um, terms of that, it's probably beneficial to craft European players, at least in the later round. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So we're going to get into Vili Koivinen, uh, finished winger out of Carpat. Uh, put up some pretty awesome point totals in his time there. 27 goals, 44 assists for 71 points in 37 games played in 1920. Uh, and then he has 23 goals, 26 assists, and 38 games played in 2021. Uh, what is the story on Koivinen, and what do you like him uh, or about him most as a prospect? Uh, well, we'll start there. We'll start there with the, that one. Um. He's a really interesting player because he wasn't really considered to be a high high round pick before the season started, and then he was uh, Leech Leech's uh, rookie after a year, so had a really good good season, and he's a really good playmaker with great hockey sense. So those those are his like biggest positives, but he seems to be a bit raw physically, like he's not the most dynamic skater. And when it comes to battles along the corners, he's, he's not the most powerful, powerful player. And sometimes I've I said that sometimes when you watch him, he doesn't seem amazing, but then he just comes out of nowhere, nowhere and scores a goal or gives an assist. So he's a really smart player who has a lot of hidden talent in him. 
All right, guys, just got to jump in here to talk to you guys today about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it is now impossible. And I mean impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. And why would you endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com, both at home and in your pocket. Uh, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. You're a do it yourselfer. You're a person who doesn't like to be taken advantage of by big car. Um, and and rockauto.com has everything you need. They got brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to use your or to find the solution to your auto part needs. So go to there to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Mastikoff goes wide. He's turned back by Kellenuck. Now finds an open to Kaiser back in front. Stetcher scores! What a great play! The Kaiser to Stetcher. It's three to one. What is uh, when when he's at his best in the offensive zone? What kind of player is he, and what kind of shortcomings tend to detract from that? If if anything, really. I mean, he. In the offensive zone, he controls the puck pretty well, and he can cover it even though he's not the biggest player. And he just creates so many scoring chances, both for himself and for his teammates. And that's that's his biggest strength, I think. Like, as I said, he can create chances from nowhere, and that is that is really great, great in his game. And uh, he he played a lot with Samu Tuamala. So there were some games when he was mostly behind Tuomala's points also. And Tuomala's considered to be a first-round pick, pick. So that tells something about Koivonen also. Yeah, it's kind of a, a ringing endorsement there. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Scotty. what do you think his his overall assessment of, of him and on the defensive side of the ice is then? like, where And, and how much do you think that part of his game – is affecting his draft stock. Uh, you uh, speaking about defensive game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's a really offensive player, and as I said, he's really like raw. He's gonna need multiple years be- before NHL. So he's. I don't think he's very good defensively. Like there's effort, but he needs to work on that a lot. But He's a winger, so I'm not concerned about that. And he's gonna going to play before he goes to North America. He's going to play in in uh, Liga, in men's men's league. So you gotta have to like improve the defensive game there. So so this feels like this this guy basically to me like has the uh, feeling of a, a pick you make on day two because you have seven picks in the top three rounds and you like what he brings to the table offensively and you, you hope he can pop. Uh, would you kind of agree with that? It's just like, you know, hopefully in two, three years when everybody forgets about this guy, that's when he starts like coming back into the picture a, a little bit like Jonathan Bergen this year. Like I think Bergen was a little bit 
higher regarded as a, as a hockey player coming to this year, but uh, obviously the injuries to some degree kind of make, made Red Wings fans forget about him a little bit. And then it's like, Holy crap, I forgot about this guy. Sweet. Like we should see him next year. And uh, you know, he just kind of seems to me like that type of player where you don't hear from him for two years. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, he's just all over the internet and, and he's coming over. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good, good comparison. Like in terms of that, I'm not talking about comparison in hockey, even though like Bergeron is also a, really good playmaker so but yeah i think he's like as i said a role player who probably needs uh two to even three years in finland and then can make the jump and um i in my books he's like late second early third round pick somewhere around there well there you go um one thing i'm curious about though is that he you know he, he just he met expectations in two really big years and in two years where it would have been really easy to not meet these expectations in terms of the point totals, uh, the scoring variety, the playmaking, or just all that's the U18 performance. Do you feel like the buzz on him might be a bit low at, at this stage of things? Like, cause I, I just broke out the rankings and like TSN at in the nineties, I'm sure that'll probably change like towards draft season. But I think right now he's just like really high up on a lot of people's boards. Uh yeah, I mean... They're really low, he, I guess you could say. Well, I don't know. I, I've seen him, like, in the second round, and then mm-hmm. I've seen him, like... Yeah, I, I think it was, like, 90 in some right mm-hmm. rankings. I think it was TSN, yeah. So... Now, I, I see the concerns some people have. But, you know, he's... he's well, I, one of those, like. I just think yeah. it's weird for him, you know, like I'm sure he's got to be sitting there thinking like, what more do you want me to do? Like I am producing like a bad mamma jamma. And yeah, maybe it's just, he doesn't really look that good on the ice. I think it's just that, you know, some players look great when they're on the ice, you know, they, they flashy and stuff. And I don't think Coyle is, he doesn't look that good on the ice. He just really knows how to play hockey. Mm-hmm. That's that's the great thing with him. Like sometimes you just look like how is how is this guy with this skating a second rounder for me? And then he just something does something amazing, and you're like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, sure. So an Adam Ernie player comparison for our front here. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that sounds pretty on brand with yeah. what Adam Ernie is. He's gonna lead the you team know? in scoring. You you forget that he exists, and then you're like, holy crap, he's alive. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> was that, that was that. That's actually yeah, a little bit too player. high of expectations to throw on him because Adam Ernie, I mean, uh, he led an NHL team with scoring. That's all. I'm yeah, gonna that say. and that's that all, is. Yeah. Yeah. I love how every player you you like compare someone from Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me your give me your best Damon Damian Brunner comp. For for guys, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I have no one. <laughs> are you? Are you? So I've I have a long-standing fascination with Damian Bruner um, because of the one year that he spent here, and it was like a lockout shortened year, and uh, he put up like really good point totals in like a 46 game season, and it was super fun. And then he just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, and then he took really all that exciting. money from the Devils. And then we're like, oh, man. I think he's the kind of player who goes with emotion, you know. 
yeah. I feel like he's that kind of player. Like he has done some amazing shootout goals in Europe, yeah, and stuff. And I, I feel like he's he's the kind of player that when when everything goes nicely in his life and in 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 the like in hockey, he's playing very well. But then maybe he gets a couple of bad games and he's like out of the NHL, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a real okay. How about this name? I'm going to throw out there, and we're getting super distracted here. But uh, f- another former Red Wing that I thought was going to be so nasty, and he wasn't. Uh, a Finn Vili Leno. Uh, I believe his first NHL goal was a spinorama, and then it was like, <laughs> "This is so sick!" And then he just he was just nothing. I remember like being like really bummed when they traded him. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they made. He had like. A season where he had like five million or something salary and didn't score a goal in Buffalo, I think. So that was pretty sick. Like, he, yeah. But I mean, I love Villalena. Like, he's an artist. He's an artist. Like, yeah. He when he was in Finland, he absolutely dominated in Liga. He he had like full white skates. And so oh my god, was, <laughs> that's so sad. So young then, but I can remember how good he was. He was like yeah. unbelievable. He's got like seventy-seven points or something in Liga, which is like huge. How how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, um, twenty-two. Okay, so you're the same. You're your same age as Scott, right? So we're yeah, all like just turned twenty-three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have I have a great uh, thing from Veli Lano's Wikipedia page uh, on May tenth. 2008, Leno signed a one-year contract with the Red Wings. Due to the Red Wings' salary cap issues, however, Leno was assigned to the team's American Hockey League affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins. Then Red Wings head coach Mike Babcock commented that Leno was, quote, the best player he had ever sent to the minors. Uh, and then yep. that was... Yeah, you know, the guys, like like I said, he's an artist. Like, he loves, I think he loves, like, painting and playing piano and stuff. And he has, like... Uh, clothing brand now which is called wow. Villa Beina and it's huge like like some of, some NHL players use use his clothes and like it's huge huge in Finland and and he's, he's an amazing guy like obviously I don't I haven't I've never seen him live or something but you know what a great player I, I like the white all white skates are just the most rock star stuff that I've ever seen I'm so, getting Nolan one of those T-shirts for his birthday. And that's that's what I for real. Please do. Uh, so he actually has uh, multiple NHL records. Uh, to, well, not well, I guess kind of multiple uh, NHL records to his credit, and they're pretty stunning. Uh, in 2010, most points in the Stanley Cup playoffs by a rookie with 21. Yeah, uh, tied with Dino Cicerelli and Jake Gensel, and then he also. Um, has the records for both most goal or most assists in the Stanley cup playoffs by a rookie and most assists in the Stanley cup finals by a rookie. Um, so there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I can't remember. I was pretty young, but I think it was like Jeff Carter and Mike Richard, the line. Yeah. Playing with Lane and in mm-hmm. Philadelphia Flyers. Was it the year that they were in the finals against? That was that was the year in 2010. So the Red Wings traded him at the at the 2010 deadline. Uh, he only had seven points through 42 games for the Red Wings. Only has four points in the last 13 games of the season for the Flyers, and then just goes absolutely bananas uh, in in the playoffs. 
uh, comes back 53 points and 81 games in 2011. And then just nothing was the same from there. Yeah. I mean, I, actually, I think there was, it was Leno and Scott Hartnell and Danny Briere. Oh, that's yeah. a great line. Yeah. Briere, yeah. man. He, I, I was a big Danny Briere. Same. Him, him and Chris day. Drury, when they were on the uh, Buffalo Sabres, when they had the slug, the, the slug mm-hmm. logo. I don't know what it was about that team. They had Ryan Miller, too. Like, that team was just kind of, like, fun, and I rooted for them, and I, I just weirdly liked them a lot. I, I love yeah. Danny Briere. I was a yeah when he was in Philly. I was a big fan of his. That's Scotty yeah, Hartnell and Simmons and all them. That was a that was a fun team. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, Scott Hartnell still like he has he's a good friend of Kim Timon, and so like he has oh, really? connections to Finland. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, and that's Kim awesome. Timon was also in the in the. I think he was he was yeah he was in the Philadelphia Flyers team because like. Kane deep him when he would score the game winning. Yeah. Game yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Remember that one pretty well. Yep. Yeah. That was Demon and he's actually he's doing a podcast with a, a Finnish Finnish broadcaster. It's a really fun It's in Finnish, awesome. so he just yeah. <laughs> Tough yeah. for us, but yeah, that's super cool. Though. Yeah, that's but you said cool. that you you want to take Finnish in your second language, so there's, yeah, there's, there you go, yeah. Nolan. There's how you do yeah. it. That's that's, that's a good uh, a good starting off point there. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you so much to A2 for joining us today. I am not sure uh, what next week is going to look like because we have more draft profiles to do, but I unfortunately cannot book anybody uh, at this current point in time because I typically do all my business through Twitter. Um, and that is uh, obviously <laughs> not happening right now. I will say, though, that the development at the beginning of the show certainly put a pep in my step. Uh, it's I don't know if you heard me during those ad reads, but I was <laughs> fu- fu- firing. I was like a, well, I was like pistons in an engine. It's crazy because we just did the ad reads for yesterday's show before this one that we're doing right now. And this was not a development. So you're literally getting an update that happened like within five minutes of break time in between recording these two ad breaks. Exactly. So it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, really just a great development, but it'll happen for you over the course of 24 hours. So you probably won't electric. find it like as, as electric, but uh, we did. Oh no, they And uh, obviously we had a great time hanging out with you guys today. Thank you again to E2. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Subscribe. It's the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up, there's a new episode ready and waiting for your morning commute. We'll see you back here tomorrow for How Do You Feel About It Friday? Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.